Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Shaken Not Noob, the official gaming podcast that is reviewing not one, not two, but probably two, I'll leave one to another week, video game <laughs> DLCs and updates with my good friend, Ian the Huge Footlong Johnson, who's recently been making a resurgence on Shaken Not Nerd. Yes. Ian, it's been four days since we heard from you. How are you? <laughs> really good. Also really confused. It's not two or it is two. I'll go with two. <laughs> I was going to go with three, but I'll save one for the for next week. I reckon. Yeah, I mean, it's really. I don't want to. Really, I tough. don't want to lose all of my content at once. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. That's exactly why we spaced out my appearances because cramming that much Ian into every episode it just became really daunting for the audience. You know, yeah, our audience can only take so much of the foot long. Mm. About like an inch, <laughs> and then the other however many inches are in a foot. <laughs> Twelve. Twelve? Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> a metric uh, speak- ton. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of uh, twelve, uh, ten is before twelve, and uh, apparently Microsoft is going to spend a fuckload of money, I think it was $10 million or $10 billion, on trying to buy Discord. Yes. Um, Ian reminded me of this just before we started recording, and I completely forgot about it. Um, but that's a piece of news. Apparently, Microsoft is looking at potentially buying Discord. Well, um, yeah, apparently... Um, Discord reached out to Microsoft. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't even see that. I just saw the thing on Facebook and I went, okay. <laughs> um, honestly, wouldn't mind Discord um, popping up on, because it's a PC chatting system, but I wouldn't mind it popping up on Xbox. So then if you're playing, like how we have, we've played Sea of Thieves with some PC friends and having sort of like, rather than just going through the Xbox party chat, you can just sort of boot up Discord as a side chat in the Xbox system and just everyone chat via Discord. Yeah. It makes um, sense with the amount of games that are going cross-platform now. Yeah, exactly. You got Fortnite, and you got Warzone, and and, and Rocket League, and that's all I can think of. It would make a lot of sense, yeah, if Xbox then shut down its own party chat, moved everything to this separate chat area, which is for PC and Xbox, and maybe even offered it to Nintendo because they do play cross-platform with nintendo as and a, they are sort of a, in a in a good friendship moment yeah exactly a good friendship and state. just offered yeah. a nintendo hey pay us x amount every year and you can use that as your party chat because you don't have one because you're terrible at this <laughs> i mean or it could be like let us put mario in the next halo game. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> it's a mia master chiefa it's all like how they had the um Fuck, was it this time last year when Animal Crossing and Doom came out the same day and people were making those, like, crossover videos yeah. of, like, the fucking Doom guy and Animal Crossing and likewise? So, yeah, there you go. Master Chief and Halo. He can be eating mushrooms and shooting fire out of his cannons. I mean, what's not to like? Also, speaking of Xbox, uh, they're changing the name of Xbox Live. Did you see about this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Yes, I have. It's, uh, how unnecessary... <laughs> The Xbox Network. I, I, I don't like it. Xbox Live was just perfect. Yeah, like, I don't know why. You started with Xbox Live, just keep it with Xbox Live. Out of all the shitty named things, they decided to change that one. <laughs> like, what else all their the consoles are terribly named. <laughs> yeah, the, the consoles are named just as good as Predator sequel movies. Um, <laughs> but it's just... Predator 3, the Bill Cosby Predators, story. the Predator... Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just like let's. It's an iconic sort of name, and they're just like, yeah, we're just changing it to the Xbox Network. No, 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 just Xbox Live. I saw it kind of gives um, PlayStation people more power as well because now they're like, oh, see, Xbox just copied the PlayStation Network. It's like, oh well, fuck. <laughs> Whoop de fuck. You've got PlayStation Plus. We got Game Pass. Bitch. Yeah, true. Hopefully they don't change Game Pass to the game network, the social network. <laughs> they could. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. Um, speaking of uh, early, we well, are speaking of Doom. Uh, Doom Eternal, the Ancient Gods Part 2 DLC, which I'll be chatting about today. Ian, you've been playing some Doom as well. Um, and uh, essentially Bethesda has said that there are more Doom Eternal updates to come later this year and there are more stories to tell. Um, but what they're essentially saying is is they're treating it sort of like a, a comic book movie, if you will, sort of that it can be helmed by different directors. 
Um, so with the without sort of wanting to go into any spoilers, um, the Ancient Gods Part Two just wraps up sort of the 2016 to now story of Doom. Um, and you've been playing, a, I would say, a fair crack of Doom over the past couple of weeks, as well as you've just started the Ancient Gods deal. So how how are you finding it, especially running on that Xbox Series X, the Predator? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm loving it, otherwise I wouldn't have picked up the uh, expansion, but I do find it rather stupid that they would wrap it up with this second game because the the core storyline of the second game, so not the DLCs, Mm. isn't... Like I don't know how to explain it. It's It's not a final game. It seems weird that they would decide to wrap up that sort of series of the Slayer with the DLC. It's It seems like that they should have wrapped it up in a, a three and made it a trilogy. It just seems really weird that they do it in a second one and that like the sort of main villain, so to speak, that you would imagine would be the main villain is a DLC villain. Yeah, exactly. It's It's... it's Sort of like wrapping up a series of movies in the after credit scene. It's a bit strange. <laughs> yeah, it's... Particularly when you think about, like, the second game, the main campaign for it is like, all right, the demons have come to hell, and then the DLC is about the devil, so to speak, and it's like, well, shouldn't that be, like, the third game, not a DLC? You're in hell, Riddle Band. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, it, it yeah, it does it does make sense. Like the whole thing for fucking Doom Eternal was they're on Earth and sort of purging them from Earth, and it's like, all right, well, let's sort of go after the devil. Um, and I don't really yeah want to get into spoilers for part two because you have you of course haven't actually played part two. You, I think you're still playing part one at the moment, or have you finished part one? No, still playing part one. I barely touched it because Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time. Oh yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it it is basically yeah the the devil or the the dark lord is the the, the big baddie is, yeah um yeah and um it's it just sort of once you get to the end of the the game it's just like okay that's it it's it's done um you sort of feel like Frodo imagine if they ended Lord of the Rings at the end of the Two Towers it just feels fucking weird yeah it's it's just it's very odd so what what are you saying that they they think about doing it like comic book movies for future games where anyone else can do something well yeah basically with a with an interview the game director hugo martin compared the doom games to comic book movies being helmed by different directors saying like you know they've the games remain the same over the past 30 years but we've had different approaches to it like doom 3 being more of a horror horror based title rather than a flat shooter where 2016's gone to a very fast-paced execution gory shooter and it just feels weird that they're just sort of wrapping it up at doom eternal with especially with dlc rather than yep let's get let's get a third game out let's let's wrap it up let's call it um unless we change unless they change the sort of the core of the game and then instead of making it going after demons the doom slayer the doom guy whatever you want to call them goes after angels like that's the well that was only the angels were kind of already i can think of a big part of the second one that's what sorry the, the main campaign that's what they were supposed to be, the, mm. whatever you call them, makers. Is that what they're the called? The makers and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, they're supposed to be the angels, so to speak. So yeah. they've kind of already done their version of angels. It just, it seems weird because it seemed like with Doom Eternal, it, they they finally found their footing because the first one was like testing to see if it worked. Then they knew it worked and they cleaned it up and made it really good for two, which is by all accounts, I think it's sold really well as well. It seems odd to me that they wouldn't then do a trilogy, do a third one to like wrap up their story if they wanted to end it there. Yeah, it's just, it, it's it seems really weird, but you, you never know. They might be going to Quake or something like that next because we haven't heard shit from Quake since like what two thousand three, maybe long time. Quake four, yeah. Quake four was long time ago now, early two thousands, yeah. Uh, well, speaking of other games, um, you remember that um, very questionable, somewhat crappy game we played back on the Xbox 360 called Payday 2, where you <laughs> paid as, played as bank robbers. Yes. Uh, try to rob banks. People love it. Uh, you get, 
People love it. People still play the living shit out of it. There's a person I play with on PC who always says, let's play Payday 2, and we always tell them no. Um, <laughs> but Payday 3 is officially coming out in 2023. So people are getting excited for that. Let's hope it's actually a good game um, because Payday 2, I feel like you needed to invest a stupid amount of time into the game to be able to like rob a bank without getting caught and even if it was like a local branch on the side of a street where like the start of the game it's always like ah crap someone didn't shoot out a camera or someone didn't do this and now there's a swarm of fucking 50 cops outside with bazookas um so yeah that's, yeah it didn't that's that. really make like it, it it sort of promised a lot more than it delivered it didn't really um, have enough options and didn't think itself through enough and there's a lot of things um, it could improve on I mean, I liked that, like, each character or each player played as a class and they had their own skills. Like, one person had, like, a portable drill to drill into the safe and some guy could, like, hack into cameras for 10 seconds to blank them out and all that sort of stuff like that. But it just it, it's just felt like a clunky, broken, like... Not clunky, broken, but just, like, an early, early release, early access game that just never sort of got better. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, cool, if you love it, you love it. If you don't, that's fine. Um, yeah. It's, it's, Speaking of something... It's like they just sort of proved the concept and then didn't build on it. Well, they added John Wick into the game. They added fucking Scarface into the game. It's just like, what the hell is this shit? <laughs> Why not just make your game better? Yeah, put time into making the, the, the game mechanics a bit easier for, you know... If you want to do a little branch in the middle of nowhere for a bank, like, yeah, that's an easy one, but... Go do the fucking, you know, the the start of the Dark Knight fucking bank in the middle of a city and you're fucking ziplining over buildings and shit. That's what I want, Mm. but, you know, probably don't get it. But something that I really want that has been delayed until next year, Gotham Knights, the upcoming game from Warner Brothers Montreal. They did the Batman Arkham Origins game and the questionable Arkham Origins DLC Cold Heart. Uh, The game has been delayed till 2022, um, so I can hold off doing Batman Arkham Knight video for a very long time. <laughs> Just keep pushing it out. I was really, really excited for this game. It, it is doing the the Court of Owls story. Apparently, Batman is dead. Um, and Surprise! You can play this game. <laughs> unless you've read the first book. Yeah, unless you've actually read the comic books. Um, but you can play the entire game co-op with friends. You know, you can run around as Red Hood or Robin or whatever it is, and I can run around as Nightwing. Um, and I think that's kind of cool, especially for a Batman game, because then you can sort of have a bit of fun roaming around fucking Gotham, fucking up thugs and fighting bosses and stuff like that. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, it looks like it's got a bit of that Avengers Destiny sort of uh, gear mechanic to it, where you can sort of you know equip a better you know grappling gun and change your outfits and shit like that. But it doesn't. It's it's going to be in a big open sandbox. It's not going to be in small little weird biomes that like destiny and avengers has and all that sort of stuff like that so but it's, it's coming it's out not it's not an mmo like those ones are there no no it's not it's a it's it's like the other arkham games yeah yeah it's not a games as a service title um it's i think once you finish it there might be a couple of dlcs that they might release maybe and then that's that's really it and then you can replay the campaign or just bum around with friends in the city or whatever it is. Now, a um, lot of people think Origins itself, not even the DLC, isn't good. Um, how is it that you're so wrong? <laughs> Origins is fine. <laughs> it's okay, it's fine. But the DLC, man, it just... It just Does it worry you cool that these Batman are the people making opinion. another Batman game? Look, I would normally, after playing that DLC, I'd be like, okay, that was questionable. But now that they're they're delaying it until twenty twenty two to give it the you know more time to to deliver the best possible experience for players, so take all the fucking time you need because Cold Cold Heart needed fucking four times more time because that thing fucking sucked. Um, but Arkham Origins wasn't it, it was an okay game. It was it was it was Jesse's Pizza. It's okay pizza. <laughs> Like, it's not the best. What an obscure fucking okay. reference for anyone else <laughs> a, listening to this. Yeah, it's a reference directly for Ian. Uh, but it's it's okay, it's fine pizza. Like, you know, if you're going to have some beers and, and fucking have some whiskey, then, like, yeah, you get Jesse's. But if you want really fucking good pizza, then... You go to Domino's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking <it> up. <laughs> 
Uh, that's going to do it for news. Uh, actually, no, I actually have one other piece of news tying into uh, what, I, what I will be covering this week, as well as Ian talking some more about Doom and his thoughts and impressions. Um, Avengers DLC for 2021 has been announced. They're doing a sort of one of those roadmap things. You know, this is coming out here and there, all that sort of stuff. Uh, the Avengers Hawkeye DLC has just dropped. I'll be talking about that in a, just a minute. Um, they're going to do a Red Room takeover, which is some... Uh, harm room content that is inspired for the new black widow movie we're going to get some outfits inspired by the mcu some level increases omega level threat missions whatever the fuck that is uh, patrols but the big thing that was announced of course was the next hero that's announced uh, and that is black panther we'll be going to wakanda fighting ulysses claw and claw faction enemies and there'll be new outposts and new outfits and everything and black panther his like game outfit looks fucking sick because a lot of the outfits made for characters in the Avengers game look kind of weird. Yeah. Um, to the point His where just looks like, like yeah, the movie one. It does, yeah, but it's got like these like really cool sort of diamond shapes like poking out of the shoulders and coming out of the top of the head and stuff like that as well. Um, but it is it is a little inspired by, yeah, the, the Chadwick Boseman uh, outfit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's when I saw the, the sort of reveal trailer for it, I just went... Actually, I'm 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 kind of interested to see where this goes because, like, you know, what's Black Panther's you know traversal going to be? He obviously can't fly, so he has to run really fucking fast, and he has to jump pretty fucking far and fast as well. So, I'm looking forward to see how he plays, what his abilities are, stuff like that. Because I think Black Panther's a pretty fucking cool character, knowing basically nothing about him except for the movies. Yeah, yeah, same. I'm in the same boat where I know nothing about him to be honest, other than what's in the movies. So interesting i hope he plays a lot better than some of the other bland characters like bow and arrow boy and bow and arrow girl and lightning stick chick oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, look i'll get into it now operation hawkeye future and perfect that's the most recent dlc it fucking sucks <laughs> look i wouldn't say well let's see it in the podcast like, thanks guys <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't say it's like it's not cold, cold heart in that regards, but it's like the previous DLC introduced Kate Bishop, uh, who is basically a Robin to Batman for a Hawkeye character. They introduced this sort of world-ending event, sort of like they're trying to make this like uh, like this Thanos-level threat. Some uh, the Kree come to Earth, they fuck up Earth, and trying to stop it. Uh, And so with this DLC, you play as Hawkeye because Hawkeye was teased in the previous DLC. Um, he goes back and he goes into the future and he tries to sort of stop the future from happening. Um, look, if you've got the game, it's free DLC. You don't have to pay for it. You get Hawkeye for free. I think you get two costumes or three costumes for free as well if you want to change around what he looks like. Um, but the whole end of the world, you know, dark apocalyptic future is avoided by Hawkeye not going into retirement. That's, That's bit of a how you let down. S- Exactly, like, they set up this whole thing of, like, the Kree come, everyone is dead, the Hulk survives and he turns insane, he turns into the character of Maestro from Old Man Logan, and Hawkeye becomes Old Man Hawkeye, except he's not blind, and, like, oh, you avoid this future by not retiring. Imagine it's like, yeah, Terminator, the, the world doesn't get destroyed by Skynet if Sarah Connor doesn't leave her waitress job. Like, that's that's the equivalent of this story. <laughs> Yeah, it's, just, it's a ugh. bit uh, anticlimactic. Yeah, um, he plays exactly the same as Kate Bishop. He even has the exact same arrow loader. So, like, if you're playing as Iron Man, you're playing as Kate Bishop or Hawkeye, you can change what ranged weapons you're using. So, for Iron Man, you can use repulses, rockets, or lasers. For Hawkeye and Kate Bishop, it's both normal arrows. You can fire three at once, like a shotgunny sort of style, um, and then you can fire a explosive arrow. But the trick for Hawkeye is, is he can detonate his arrows when they hit, rather than immediately exploding on impact. Uh, what do you do, Basil? <laughs> it's, it, it was just, it's just, it's, it's fucking stupid. Hawkeye is like a, a pretty decent, cool character to use, and he's more Ronin than he is Hawkeye in this as well, because he runs around with a sword on his back for close range attacks. It's like no, just make him fucking whack cunts with the fucking with the bow, like <laughs> whack make him turn cunts. it into a bit of, a, yeah, make him turn it into a staff like how he does in Civil War, like he flips it down and turns into like a fighting staff. That's fucking cool. But no, he pulls out a sword. I'm like, are you Ronan or are you Hawkeye? Like, I think the thing is, pick. you're forgetting that Hawkeye was never cool anyway, so that he was never going to be any good. Hawkeye's kind of cool. No, uh, he's fucking yeah. shit spot. Robin Hood. 
for the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, but it's a Robin Hood who can keep up with Captain America. Like, but that's he can't. how cool he is. <laughs> I, mean, okay. I mean, he did but nothing like, in any of the Avengers movies. He took down Vision in Civil War. No, 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 no. He temporarily electrocuted. And who else could have done that? And then who, no fucking else. Wanda just drove him into the ground and did it for him because he can do fuck all. <laughs> I mean, I thought... And he went toe-to-toe with uh, Black Panther. Did he, though? He did. He totally went toe-to-toe did he, with Black did Panther. Did he win? It ended in a draw, <laughs> as the entire Civil War fight did. Draw my ass, you fucking weak bitch with bow and arrow. And he doesn't even, like, somehow he comes up with this electric arrow thing, but he doesn't know anything about technology, so someone's made it for him, which means he knows fuck all, does fuck all, except shoot fucking pointy things. Okay, Hawkeye is better than Falcon. What's Falcon's ability besides wings that he didn't make? Skill that doesn't require skill. I didn't say Falcon was better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, Hawkeye's a... The, the DLC in the story is pretty pretty crap, in my opinion. Um, it just feels like they wanted to use the characters of Old Man Hawkeye and Maestro from Old Man Logan, which is a fantastic fucking book. And they're just like, I want to use these characters. Let's just fucking fling shit at the wall and see what sticks. Um, having said that, though, the the new they give you this new like post apocalyptic world that you can sort of it's like a biome that you can go into. It's really detailed. It is really pretty. I had no graphical issues or bugs or texture issues or anything, so there's no technical issues. Um, it, is, it has been upscaled for next gen consoles, so it looks even prettier um, <coughs> and it loads it lightning was. quick. Mm, yeah. Huh? What? What? It never was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it, I think it looked okay. It was fine. It was passable. Fair enough. Um, it loads lightning quick as well, so you're not standing in an elevator for 45 seconds waiting for the level to load. You're not sitting in the Quinjet board as fuck. Um, <laughs> so, look, I think it, it is an improvement on its on its grounds for going into next gen. Uh, Hawkeye, look, I'll pick Hawkeye over Kate Bishop because I like Hawkeye and I don't really know Kate Bishop. Like, for my Avengers team, I pick characters that I know and I read. Um, and, yeah, look, I'm more excited for Black Panther when he comes out, so... So when does yeah, Black Panther drop? Uh, Black Panther is on their roadmap summer and beyond, so at some point this year. Uh, I assume as well, because all the teams will be most likely somewhat working from home, creating content, it'll be harder for them to drop yeah. bigger releases like this, because they have to make a Wakanda map, they have to make, of course, Hawkeye, they have to make Claw, so on and so forth, um, where with this sort of... Uh, apocalyptic area if it while it does seem cool it feels like they just got to use pre-existing assets changed it slightly and then just change the color tone and stuck it out rather than making like wakanda which will have the city of what looks like it'll have the city of wakanda around it as well so is it actually Um, like a campaign a a mini campaign with black panther or is it yeah same thing with Hawkeye and um, and Kate Bishop. It's when you boot up the game uh, and you click on the campaign logo, it goes, do you want to play the, the core campaign where you play, you know, the main Avengers campaign? Do you want to play the, the all the DLCs, which are like three-hour-long free DLCs? It gives you the character for free. The only thing you have to pay for, and that's a optional should you want to pay for them, is each character has like a battle pass system, but sort of like a... You get weekly and daily challenges. They give you points. The points go into your battle pass. You'll unlock skins. You'll unlock uh, premium currency, all that sort of crap. Um, That's the only thing you have to pay for if you want to pay for it. Otherwise, Hawkeye's completely free. You can play Hawkeye. There's no like, oh, you can only play for him in the campaign and then you have to buy him. It's not. You've unlocked him. You can play for him. I kind of like that for DLC for characters, a bit of that Battlefront 2 stance where it's like the heroes are free, but the cosmetics cost money. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty good that you get anything for free beyond the campaign to be honest let alone <clears throat> yeah I remember like DLCs that, uh, some of the For- the Force Unleashed DLC was like 25 30 bucks for a, a 2 hour or 3 hour DLC I'm like that's that's a that's a bit of money <laughs> ouch um, I mean speaking I mean, of DLC yeah so it was Doom <coughs> Doom was money I mean yeah, you are. How much of the Ancient Gods have you played? And I found out some information about the Ancient Gods part uh, part one as well during the week. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't even think I've done like a first mission to be honest with you. 
I don't think. There are only about three missions and they're about an hour long. I was going to say, it feels long though. Felt like it was a long first mission and I'm still not done with it. So obviously they are longer than usual. Yeah, yeah. Um, So with the Ancient Gods Part 2 that's recently come out as well, um, with the Ancient Gods Part 1, a a lot of newer players and less experienced players with the Doom series voice their concerns, just saying, going like, hey, it's hard like yeah, it is a hard DLC. It's it, it was more made for that one percent of players who can just make Doom its bitch. Um, <laughs> but it had that sort of sense of if you play this on the easiest difficulty, you're still going to get the shit kicked out of you. But guess what? You're going to learn when you die. You're going to you know yes, I need to double dash and I need to use my flame belch. I need to keep an eye on everything that I'm doing. But when you got to the end of that DLC and you finished it, you went that's an achievement because this is. I wouldn't say level of Dark Souls hard because Dark Souls you can't get past the first fucking level, but it's that, it's that it's so hard and challenging. I have to mentally prepare myself to it to play it, and a lot of people, you know, were like, "Oh, it's too hard. I can't play it. I've given up on 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 the DLCs." And uh, id Software just went, "All right, well, we'll scale down the difficulty on Ancient Gods Part One." So they removed uh, Marauders from levels. They removed enemies spawning in certain points. I'm like, no, no. Fighting two marauders in this one little area is supposed to be a challenge, <clears throat> and they just. I think the, I think the thing is though that it's very challenging on its lowest difficulty. That's the yeah. thing. It's like it's fine to have it still be difficult, but it shouldn't be that difficult on the lowest difficulty that people are complaining about how hard it is. I think. I mean, uh, what's the difficulty? Like, I'm trying to remember what they actually call it. It's like, don't hurt me or something like that. I, I'm too young to die. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, it's baby mode. It should be baby mode. I think it's with, not normal. That, yeah, it's it's not. Uh, hurt me plenty, I think, is. Hurt me plenty or ultra violence is that normal issue. Yeah. But it's that. if that's, And that's what I suggested to you as well, because I was unaware that they, they nerfed the first DLC f- because, you know, people weren't, you know casual players weren't finishing it but it's one of those games that because you just finished the campaign if you finish the campaign and you experience those high intensity moments like when you go up against the Khan maker like you said that was a fucking struggle for you but you got past it if you go straight from the end of the campaign into the dlc you've already got the speed and the rhythm you know the buttons and your layouts and you're not needing to relearn the controls and relearn the rhythm i think that's how the dlc is supposed to be played where people finish the campaign in march they picked it back up in October when the DLC dropped, and then it's like, oh, what's the button to change? Yeah, change you know to the fucking BFG again. I can't remember. Oh, I'm dead. Yeah, exactly. I think that's probably where the hard part of it came from for a lot of people. Is most people would have finished the campaign a long time before this came out, whereas mm. people like me who are twelve months behind everyone else, <laughs> at least. Yeah, twelve months since it released. Yeah, yeah to the dot. It's uh, it's not. I haven't found it too hard yet. I do still feel that it comes directly from the end of the game. Having like I finished the end of the campaign and then I went back to earlier levels so I could unlock the super weapon. Uh what's that fucking weapon called? Uh anti anti maker, I think. Oh uh, yeah, the, it's like that needler sort of thing that's in the the Fortress of Doom. Yeah, it's a gun that shares BFG ammo, but it's more like a machine gun. Anyway, yeah. I think it's called, like, Anti-Khan or something, or Anti-Maker. I don't know, something along those lines. Anyway, I went back to earlier levels in the campaign to do that and um, realised that there's far fewer enemies that come at you and then, obviously, went to the expansion for this game and the amount of enemies is the same as, like, at the end of the campaign. So I think that's probably, like, showing the difficulty that people are having who are coming back to the game after several months away who have forgotten how to play and it's throwing the number of enemies that at you that you get at the end of the campaign as opposed to easing you back into it yeah yeah exactly it, it was it was one of those things as well like i've taken i've seen some some content on on youtube of people comparing the dlc when it originally released to the dlc now um, there was one of those Slayer Gates that you did in the core campaign to unlock the the Relict weapon where you needed... You took on, I think, two Marauders at once yeah. in the Slayer Gate, but it was a large arena and there was other things you could feed off and shit like that. Where in the DLC, there was a point where it's just like, no, it's a it's 
it's a medium to small area and there's two marauders and if you know how to do the you know the quick swapping of the weapons and all that sort of shit and stun them then it's it's no problem and it's fine but if you're not familiar with those techniques then it's like yeah actually yeah i need to fucking dodge i need to set shit on fire i need to go find a zombie to get i help. also found there's a lot less pickups for some reason in the expansion like in, in yeah, the main to, game there's, there's pickups hidden around places but then in the like you said in the expansion the map's a little lower smaller but it's also got less in it like there's less pickups to grab less ammo pickups you have to really manage your fuel for your chainsaw and everything it's yeah um, your, your your chainsaw will regenerate to one bar at all times yeah so enough you, enough for the baby enemies yeah yeah, just to get some, you know, because I think you can get like full ammo from a zombie or whatever if it's on the, at least if it's on the lowest difficulty, which you know we both played it on, um, and then it's like, all right, just use the flame belt, use the grenades to sort of you know get your armor back up and all that sort of shit like that. Yeah. Um, but there's very little health the, pickups and stuff like that. You have to have the opportunity to, to do an execution. That's the thing. Yeah. You if have you, to have the opportunity to do an execution. Yeah, that's when you deliberately have to change to a different weapon that yeah. like will stagger them, so then you can execute. Exactly. But, um, you you did, of course, you know, play the, the core campaign over the past week and a half, two weeks or so. What were your thoughts going into it? How did you find the sort of the the enemy variants? Because the Marauders, I was sitting there going, I want to hear your thoughts on the Marauder <laughs> fights because they start off as a boss and then they become a regular thing, like fucking Hell Knights. Yeah, I mean, you were telling me like. When are you getting them? Have you got the Marauder yet? Have you got the Marauder yet? And I'm like, surely this like must come in like halfway through the game or something. No, it's like fucking towards the end. It's in like the last act of the Marauder first turns up, and the whole time you're like, you got the Marauder yet? You got the I'm like fucking? I'm like halfway through the game. <laughs> uh, I love the Marauder. I think it's there's a lot I didn't realize until after I played the game, and then you kind of experience all the things that other people say about the game because I wasn't googling it and watching videos about it beforehand but apparently it's a big thing the marauder is a lot of people have debate whether or not they're good for the game or bad for the game some people don't like the marauder in the game because they feel that it changes the pace from the rest of the game where most of the time you're dodging moving around killing enemies and trying not to get trapped by the amount of enemies and then the marauder changes the game up because the marauder not only makes you not only comes after you but also means that you can't just bombard it with attacks while dodging other creatures. You have to time those attacks while dodging other creatures and fight on that creature's terms as opposed to putting the creature on its back feet, so to speak, with your own bad arsery. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it was yeah. one of those things that if you keep shooting their shield, they just keep summoning the dogs to go after you. Yeah, well, I didn't realise that. I thought... Like, when you told me that the reason the dogs were coming after him is because of the shield, I was like, are you sure? Um, and I, 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 I don't like, I know. I don't know. I feel like the dogs just come after me whenever it fucking feels like. <laughs> I, mean, I could be wrong there. Because it was like, when they first show you the Marauder, that, like, in that sort of... Uh, when you when you rescue Samuel Hayden or whatever it is, you take him out of his containment unit and throw him into a portal. Yeah. Uh, I was like, all right, cool. That fight took me alone about 40 minutes. What? Because I was like, I was getting too close to him and he was shotgunning me. I was getting too far away and he was throwing those fucking red beams at me. Oh, I did it. Trying I to did shoot him and he kept easy. popping up the shield. I beat it easy the first time. Because I just had my shotgun out and I just kept dodging its shotgun. And then it would flash green and I'd go, bang! <laughs> it's very <laughs> satisfying. I think that's the best thing about I mean, the game as a whole. It's just so satisfying. The weapons and the effect that the weapon has oh the super shotgun has is, is got to be one of the most meatiest satisfying weapons in all first person shooters like just that sploosh it's got that I'm gonna like, tell you, it's just as good in the original of Gears of War sploosh it's just as good in the original because Xbox Game Pass with the Bethesda thing just released all the original Doom games um, for Game Pass. Oh, you so I went. I played games. the original Doom for the first time ever, actually finishing it. Apart from just doing like the first level or two, I actually played yeah. through and finished the original Doom. And my God, the guns are just as satisfying. <laughs> really? Yeah, Fuck. they're pretty good. I didn't. I didn't remember them being as good as they were. The super shotgun, double barrel shotgun, is very good in that game. <laughs> 
because are you gonna do shotguns in old games, they didn't realize shotguns only work close. So you could be across like a fucking canyon with a double barrel shotgun, like a sniper rifle. It's and it works. And it works. It's fantastic. <laughs> the the question is, are you going to do Doom three? Well, I'd have to do Doom two before I do Doom three as well, technically. But I get like Doom one because it's an older game. You can finish that game in like twenty minutes. Maybe 30 minutes. It's pretty quick. Mm. I don't... I think it's on PC Game Pass as well. Poss- I would assume... I think they share most games on the Game Pass. Yeah. Do, Doom Eternal... I'll just put Doom Eternal on, on a new PC and fired it up last night on full graphics and just went, oh, man, this thing looks Can you see a difference good. from the Series X to PC? It just it just feels a lot smoother and everything just sort of. Are you not, sure you're not it, just saying this just because you just spent a stupid amount of money on a PC that you didn't really need? No, I'm I'm, I'm running this thing on on. I I needed it. Um, <laughs> I need <laughs> I'm running this thing on full graphics and then like you know, you, you see PC players play Doom and especially when they go up against the Marauder and they're just swapping weapons so fucking quickly they're just like nah no problem they just take out a Marauder in two seconds where with Xbox it's like. All right, cool. You have to mentally remember where on the weapon wheel the fucking the ballista is. Yeah, or where this is, I think that's the biggest the biggest thing is when you see people do that marauder trick where they change weapons to the I can't remember what the weapon's called. It's like a ballista. crossbow thing. ballista. It's yeah. fucking quick. They are real quick with it. I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to do that in my box X? <laughs> <laughs> And and like when you play the Doom games, it's like oh you know when especially when you play the Ancient Gods Part Two, it's like um, you unlock because uh, you had the Crucible in the main campaign, which is that sword that's an instant win button. Uh, and in sort the second of. DLC, I mean you only get like one or a couple of swings with it, depending on the enemy that you use it against. Yeah, um, but in the DLC, you get the Sentinel Hammer, which is just like a giant red war hammer. That recharges on uh, executions or disabling enemies. So, like taking out the turret on an arachnatron, stuff like that. Um, if you slam that onto the ground, it it stuns every enemy in the in the surrounding blast area, and it does this weird like Looney Tunes noise. Like, and they've got like birds flying over their head. It's it's real. It's a bit out of place. That is weird. Um, and if you shoot a marauder when it flashes green, it stuns for a second. Then if you use the hammer, it's stunned for five seconds. So you can just take out a marauder really fucking quickly with the hammer. And it recharges super quickly as well. So it sounds it's- very OP. The fact that you can recharge it by just getting the target point on an enemy sounds like... By the time you've reached the second DLC of Doom Eternal, you know you're pretty good at getting those things, like the turret on the marauders. Yeah, and there, there are some new enemy variants. They have the stone imps, which are just stone version of imps. They can only be killed with a uh, chainsaw. They can be killed with the uh, the the sentinel hammer, but also it has you. They recommend or you can only use the full auto attachment on the combat shotgun. So the spinning barrel. I never uh, use that. Attachment. I don't want to. <laughs> I prefer that to the to the grenade nah, launcher. I like, fully upgrade the grenade launcher, and you can shoot five. And you just fucking nah, go to town. Nah, because you got the town. grenade launcher on your shoulder. Like, what's the fucking point? That's what, do you what mean? I picked it. No, you just fucking the big enemy comes at you and just go tunk, 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 and just fucking fire <laughs> like a hot five grenades at a big dude and it's gone. I was yeah, and no, I was a full auto guy because I'd freeze him and then I'd change and fire normal f- uh, fucking grenades and I'd flame him and then all that sort. Of- um, yeah, but the, the, there is also the cursed prowler. So the prowlers are those guys who turn invisible. Um, and they sort of run around and teleport around the map. If they hit you, they poison you, which means you can't dash, uh, you can't double jump, and your health slowly starts to whittle away. And the only way to get rid of the sort of the poison that's in you is kill the cursed prowler that's running around on the map. And you can only kill it with a blood punch. You can't kill it with a chainsaw. You can't shoot it. You can't normal execute it. So if you don't have a blood punch handy and you've been poisoned, you have to go kill other things to refill your blood punch and then go after the cursed prowler. Blood punch um, is one of those things. Is probably one of the things that annoyed me about the game the most because I never knew when it was full. Like, there's a little thing at the bottom of your a screen, icon. but there's yeah. no like when you're focusing on the game, you don't notice any of those icons on the screen. You're focused yeah. on the enemies and everything, and there's no tactile feedback or anything to tell you that it's ready. It needed something 
that wasn't a tiny little icon, and they're pretty small icons. Down the bottom of the screen, it's like grayed out or whatever when it's empty. Mm. It needed something to like pop up or vibrate in your controller to say that Blood Punch is ready again because so many times, particularly in the end of the campaign, you're supposed to use the Blood Punch on the main enemy, the Khan Maker. But I, yeah. I would use my bloody jump or my uh, super shotgun yeah, to pull me up to it and then find I didn't have Blood Punch. Because I'm not looking well, at they, these tiny little icons. I'm looking at like the 700 fucking enemies that I'm having to pop their heads off so I can get some ammo. And <laughs> yeah, those things fucking sucked. Um, there is a UI update. It is on. It is available now. So where your cursor is in the middle of the screen, it gives you little icons on the cursor what's available to use. Hmm. So it'll have the Blood Punch logo and then there'll be two dots, meaning you can use it twice before it recharges. There'll be the Chainsaw logo with however many dots for the charge. So you don't need to look down at the screen. It's on the cursor. So it's sort of you've got your, your reticule in the middle and then it's literally just to the left right of it. So it's like a little surrounding the cursor. Yeah, not a bad idea. I think it's probably a bit more in your line of sight, so to speak. Also, like, it feels like, you know, yes, that's a, that's a really nice UI update, especially for yourself saying, like, you couldn't see the, you know, you weren't paying attention to if your blood punch was ready, so when you fight in the card maker, it fucking sucks. But it's like, I feel like that should have been, like, a an optional toggle, like, at, when the game first released or, like, a month or two after it released rather than with the last DLC drop, <laughs> it's now we're doing this. Yeah, it's a bit late. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, you and I have had discussions about things that they could do with the Doom Slayer outside of the Doom games. You had a fantastic idea. Go for it. I'm not stealing this. <laughs> I mean, we had this discussion whereby I discussed at you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. About the fact and that... I just, said, I just said, take my money. Here's my cum-covered sock. <laughs> Which is worth much currency. Um, Xbox now owns Bethesda. Um, and Bethesda owns a whole bunch of very iconic first-person shooter characters. And Xbox also owns some very iconic first-person or action game characters where they have Halo and they've got Gears of War. So that combined with um, what Bethesda has gives you, on top of those two, also gives you Doom, obviously, as we're talking about. But then you've also got, on top of that, all the characters that are linked in with Unreal Tournament and Quake um, and Wolfenstein with BJ Blachwitz. (laughs) (laughs) So you've got all of these iconic first-person shooter and shooter characters as well as technically owning the rights to Unreal Tournament. I think it would be really smart of Xbox to take a page out of Nintendo's book and say, how come Smash Bros and Mario Kart and all those other games where you've got all these iconic characters in a Battle Royale, whatever game format it is, sell so well? And how come we don't have any of that? Well, now you've got all the characters. It's a perfect time to create that for Xbox to give a big reason to jump on Xbox from PlayStation or from PC and say, well, it'll probably get a PC as well, let's be honest. To say, look, here is essentially Xbox Unreal Tournament and you can play as BJ Blazkowicz from the Wolfenstein franchise or you can play as the Doom Slayer or you can play as any of the characters from Unreal Tournament or Quake, uh, all these iconic shooter characters you could play as. Hopefully it would be fantastic to have um, characters from Halo in there as well as characters from Gears in there as well. Oh, yeah. The old Gears, not the new Gears. Not the new Gears. (laughs) But you've got such iconic characters, it would be, I think, the perfect fit as well as when you look at sort of what Xbox is clearly targeting as their area of gaming where they're focusing more on probably first person shooters and shooter things in general was playstation seems to be looking more at third person adventure kind of games mm. if you just look very vaguely at the games that are on each of them um it makes perfect sense and i think it'd be a perfect fit and i would buy that in a heartbeat <laughs> a fantastic oh, yeah. competitive online shooter where you get to play as such iconic characters. It's yeah, it's, it's Xbox version of Super Smash Bros. But instead of a you know 
fun side scrolly battle royale. It's it's Unreal Tournament with Bethesda characters and Microsoft characters. Yeah. It's it's fucking fantastic. They would be silly not to try and do something with all of these iconic characters now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, exactly. give people a reason to see all these characters. Get some content out there ASAP with these characters you own now. I mean, I, I think that's... I think it's an absolutely fucking fantastic idea. I think the only issue that I can think of is being like, well, look, we don't really want to have the Master Chief's head explode and his, his guts go everywhere. We, we, we can't put that out there. Where it'll be like, well, no, it's an Unreal Tournament game. If yeah. you get, if, it's if a someone playing Master Chief game. is dumb enough to... Yeah, if, if yeah, but you know that'll be the. You know, but didn't the didn't that in the happened. original games anyway? Like when you shot the other character with like rocket launcher, didn't they like explode? It wasn't like gory, but their limbs came apart. Oh, so. their their limbs would come apart, and you know you'd maybe see like a red, you know, meat baggy thing. Like yeah. that's the liver, but like you know, it wasn't I, doom I, I, level, but it was still like there was gore there. Oh, I feel like you should totally put some of the executions in from Doom. That'd be fucking... If you, if you, if you it would, stagger it in. I imagine it would be pretty cool, like, each of these iconic characters having their own iconic sort of executions, the things you could do. Obviously, Gears characters, they'd be using the lance from just chainsawing oh, through people. Imagine if you came up across the Doom Slayer and they're just chainsaws clashing. Chainsaws clashing. Oh, man, that's, that's pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I think that is an absolutely fucking fantastic idea. Um, we are getting a little bit along in time. Ian, you did, of course, finish uh, Doom Eternal. You are working uh, your way through Crash Bandicoot 5 as well as The Ancient Gods four. Part 1. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4. Sorry, I teased you with Crash Bandicoot 5 <laughs> post-recording, uh, before recording. Um, if you had to give a score for Doom Eternal, the core campaign, because, of course, you haven't finished the DLC, what do you reckon you'd give it? Um, if Obviously, if you haven't picked this game up, I think... Personally, this is a must-have first-person shooter. If you haven't given it a go, but you love first-person shooters, you are doing yourself a disservice by not checking this game out. It runs buttery smooth. I was really surprised because there's enemies non-stop in this game, and everything looks... Like, the detail, the polish in this game is incredible, and it's not even optimized yet for the Series X. Don't know when that's happening, Mm -hmm. but... It is buttery smooth. It looks fantastic. It is essentially everything that you'll want from a first-person shooter. It's an iconic first-person shooter, so you have to pick it up and play it. If you're not a first-person shooter person, it's probably a little bit harder of a sell. Um, but I still recommend... It's it's up there with the games that you have to play, in my opinion. I think you've yep. got to at least give it a go. If you're a first-person shooter fan, though, then you'll love it. I am giving this game... Are we doing out of 10? How do you rate things on this? Out of, out of five. So out of five? Out of five on this one. I've already forgotten how to podcast. Um, I'm giving this a solid 4.5. I think yeah, it is a very nice. good game. Um, probably let down only by a somewhat mediocre ending. It was okay, but it... I don't know. It just sort of felt like it just kind of went... There you go, there's the end. Instead of going, well, here's a tease for what's going to happen next. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is, a, 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 you know, as you said, you know, uh, Microsoft got Bethesda, so of course Doom Eternal, Doom Eternal is on Game Pass for both Xbox and PC. So if you do have Game Pass, you have an Xbox, you have a PC, you have no excuse not to play Doom Eternal. Um, as for the Ancient Gods Part 2 DLC, it starts off really well. The ending just falters pretty quickly. Like once you get to the last boss fight, it's there is footage of people finishing the boss fight. Um, it's a five-stage boss fight without moving. What? The only time they move is when the enemy hits them. Um, that's how insane this boss fight is. That's um, weird. So, yeah, there, there you go. Um, yeah, but having said that, I don't mind some of the new enemy variants. I like the hammer. Uh, it's not as challenging as the original challenge levels of the Ancient Gods Part 1, but there are optional challenges within each level if you choose to do them, and I did do them. They are that hand-sweaty, knees-weak, mom-spaghetti <laughs> fucking moments. <laughs> is it weird that like the setup Part 1 is harder than the finale of Part 2? Yeah, and now that you, you know, would they, expect they it to have, be the other way around, 
Yeah, now that they've lowered the the difficulty level as well for for part one, I I kind of I actually really don't like that. With part one, I was exhausted mentally and physically. My wrists were fucking aching from the game, but it was that sense of you know not to copy a, a line out of EA's book, but it was a, a sense of achievement actually finishing this excruciating DLC on the easiest difficulty just getting past on the skid of my teeth and then when the second one came out it's like yeah you've done all the hard yards we're going to give you this awesome enjoyable you know content except for the last boss fight um, <laughs> if you want to have that sort of gritty fight again there are optional challenges in each level if you do them you get a cosmetic and I love fucking skin so of course I did them and those are those it's those you know 20 minute fights that just keep going and you get exhausted and you have something constantly chasing you or whatever um Score-wise for the DLC, I'll probably go for 3.5, so 7 out of 10. That boss fight at the end really just massively drops the ball for me. Um, the rest of the game, though, it's it's fun, it's fine. They, they had new mechanics. They have a... Um, uh, you can use the grappling gun or the grappling attachment on the super shotgun to platform around levels. Um, so that looks pretty fun. Jumping and dashing and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's. I thought I that was a mechanic that was originally supposed to be in the core campaign. I'm sure I remember them teasing that. In there was also supposed like, to be a pre-release for the, for the original. Well. Yeah, well, yeah, the pistol was in the 2017, 2016. 16 game. Yeah, but I remember the trailers for the core game for Doom Eternal, and it was showing off how you can use the super shotgun to get to places to traverse. I'm sure that was a the thing they called out, and then I was playing the game. I'm like, that's not in here at all. Unless they were grappling, grappling onto flying enemies or something to swing themselves up. I don't know. I've got to go back and find that trailer now. I'm going to hunt it down. <laughs> it's on YouTube somewhere. Well, I think that's going to do it for, for this week's episode. Um, and you're, I think you'll be back on for Nerd Talking Godzilla versus Kong. That's the plan. Fingers crossed. That's the plan. <laughs> Well, look, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shaken Not Noob. If you did, you can leave a review on the podcasting app you're listening to. If you're playing some games, like I know our friend Kermit in the listening community is actually playing Halo on the hardest difficulty on Twitch. Um, you can find his link if you want to check it out. That is in the listener community. I'll get the link off Kermit as well for future episodes, and I can post it in the uh, in the show description if anyone wants to check it out. Of course, we are sponsored by uh, Culture Shock Collectibles. Didn't mention that throughout the show. Mentioning it now. <laughs> completely forgot. Not going to lie. Um, Ian, is there anything to, to add before we before we wrap up? Uh, just that um, Culture Shock Collectibles has really helped me get through the hard times, and I, I think they'll really just forgive us for forgetting... <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week I will be talking about the new DLC character or the new operator the new attacker for Rainbow Six Siege um, who uses explosive drones that can destroy walls and gadgets and even you know kill unsuspecting enemies not like you is... to talk about Rainbow Six Siege unusual no no I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna talk about that next week because this week was a pretty pretty jammed packed episode but uh, this is Judy reminding you to play with each other and to play with yourself. And this is Ian reminding you to play with each other, but don't play over the top of someone else's desk on a parliamentary building. <coughs> Chick-chick-ass? <laughs> <laughs>